hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Welcome back to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am, as always, so excited to have this episode today. Um, As you may or may not know, these are the final episodes of the podcast. And today I decided to bring back my plexi bestie, Emma. And I thought that this would be a really good way for us to kind of recap on our time out of MLMs and what our healing journeys have looked like. So um, these next episodes will kind of be a smorgasbord because me and Emma had very different healing journeys. So like this episode will probably focus more on Emma's journey and like how anti-MLM has like helped her and where she is now and what healing has looked like for her, as well as just like some info dumping. Like, this is our last chance to, like, kind of empty out our brains on the podcast anyways of all of the information that we've collected and all of the things that we want you guys to know. And Emma specifically has a lot of information. She's done a lot of, like, really heavy work on her own and not in a public-facing way. So I think that's really cool to have somebody on the podcast that didn't process their entire time publicly like I did. And I think that it's going to be really fun to like kind of contrast our experiences, uh, info dump, share, laugh, cry with you all. Um, So yeah, Emma, welcome back. Do you want to kind of let everyone know in case somebody hasn't heard your old episodes? Like, why are you here? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so my name's Emma. I am the Plexi Bestie. <laughs> um, first of all, Danielle, I just want to start off and tell you how freaking proud I am of you. <laughs> and we're probably going to start off like off the gate, out of the gate with tears. Um, I, it's just been, it's been such a journey. I'm really excited to unpack it. But watching you and the way that you've transformed and I I keep finding myself going back to that initial conversation we hadn't talked in a couple months you know we'd see each other on social media here and there and always kind of in each other's corner but we hadn't you know when we had that conversation you were like I think you maybe had seen my post that I was leaving or had asked me and I was like I'm very like not into MLMs anymore and you're like tell me more (laughs) and I could just tell you were ready and then we had that conversation um and I just find myself going going back to that and just seeing how far we've both come since that conversation. I was super fresh out of my MLM. I hadn't even started my deconstruction yet, but I knew just like in my heart of hearts that it wasn't for me anymore. And by sharing that with someone else who had also been feeling that way, um, MLMs teach us to compartmentalize. We, we aren't to talk to our downline. We aren't to talk to our sidelines. We are only to ever go to our uplines because that's where the, that's where the control comes from. And having that conversation and realizing neither one of us were alone in those feelings was really important. And I'm just, I'm so proud of both of us. I'm really proud of you for 
all the work and the effort that you've done. Um, but I'm also really proud of you for staying true to what's true for you. Um, and I have tried to hold you to that promise you made yourself. <laughs> um, at the very beginning, one of your very first episodes, you said, I don't know where this is going to take me. This could be a few episodes. This could be a bunch of episodes. And I'll do it until I feel like my journey is complete. And I'm just really proud of you for for recognizing that. Um, I think it's really important. Um, <clears throat> one, things that M one thing that MLMs take away from us is our internal guidance system, our gut feeling, that that beacon that we follow. And I think that's a really important part of a recovery journey is kind of finding that light again and being able to trust yourself because you go from someone else telling you what to do all the time to then now you have no one telling you what to do, but you've just left this really toxic thing. So how do you trust yourself to make a decision again? Um, and finding that kind of internal guidance system for me has been a huge part of my my journey leaving. Um, and I'm, I'm just really proud of you for, for listening to that voice and um, wherever it takes you, I, I know that you can trust that voice going forward. So I'm just oh, really proud of you. <laughs> thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. I think back to that initial conversation too often. Um, I think that you had posted like publicly about like some of your mental health journey. Yeah. And that was why I initially reached out to you because I was like, oof me too um, yeah. <laughs> and then you know I was like oh are you still doing limelight <laughs> um, yeah yep. yeah so good time it's, it's been a wild journey but I'll give you guys a, a recap for those who haven't listened to my previous two or three we think we've done three yeah, my previous yeah. episodes <laughs> um they're all I think they're all labeled sexy bestie um so yeah uh my name's Emma um I am uh, a full-time nail tech. I own my own business now, um, but I a real started... boss babe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hashtag boss babe. <laughs> um, I started in MLMs back in I think it was 2016. Uh, I was 20, I believe. I'm 20. Math, math. The math is not mathing. Uh, <laughs> I was really young. I had just, you know, I had left high school. I had graduated from from nail school. Um, and I, I sort of attribute this time of transition to, uh, my vulnerability to getting into MLMs. I had played organized sports my entire life. I had always had a team. I had always, you know, been surrounded by, by women and I get thrown into the world of cosmetology and, um, there's some really wonderful souls here, but there's also a lot of catty drama <laughs> in some salons. Um, so I go from having this like team unit from the time I was like five years old playing peewee basketball all the way up to high school. I go to school. I, I come into the salons and the first couple that I worked in, um, it was just not a good fit. Um, and I was feeling really I was lacking community. I was lacking togetherness. I really was missing that organized team camaraderie. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> the yeah. popular girl at school who never gave me the time of day reached out to me and told me how amazing I would be at this. And um, the rest was history. So that that was Plexus. Um, I so funny how like the it's always the girl that like never gave you the time of day. <laughs> and then like we're like, oh my God, 
you see me? And it's like, they never actually really saw you. They're just like, oh, like we're Facebook friends. I remember seeing you in the hallway. Like, let me see if this will happen. Yep. I, this girl in particular was, was friends with all those girls. She was never outwardly awful to me. Like her friends were, but she also never stopped it. Um, she, yeah, it, it was such a wild, uh, wild experience of, again, it was this time of vulnerability. I was feeling lost and, um, it was, it, it was the perfect time. <laughs> it was the perfect, the perfect time. And, and I, I spoke about this in the last episode. Um, I don't even blame her. <laughs> uh, she, I think would be what did I refer to it as last time manipulation by proxy she was just doing to me what other people did to her yes she was successful at it because of this influence she had because of who she was before um I have come to know her more since then and she is a wonderful human being (laughs) she is so kind and really got wrapped up with these people in school and it just wasn't I don't even know that she talks to those people anymore. Um, she has a beautiful family. She's a wonderful person. Um, and and so I, I don't hold any animosity against her. I think I probably did at first <laughs> because we're in this anger stage when we first leave. Um, there's there's other people that I hold more responsible um, than, than this person. Um, so yeah, I, I joined Plexus. I was there for two to three years. Um, that's where I met Danielle. We became sideline sisters in um <clears throat> some challenge that they had us had us do they wanted us to um just have run they, they called them running buddies um someone that wasn't part of your downline or your upline um yeah yeah so I think that this is interesting to kind of talk about too because this is a really big like contrast to systems like Amway because in Amway you're not allowed to talk to other team members like you can only talk to upline and people like in your downline like they really try to keep you tight in because they oh, don't wow. want you to leave um so I think it's interesting. really interesting that our teams were so into like making us all talk to each other like it was like pretty much required that we yeah all see that's so interesting and I I can see both of them being different kind of culty tactics because mm-hmm. there are some cults that completely compartmentalize like you're only but then there's others that like want you to branch and expand and learn things from other people and learn how this person's being successful so that you can grow more right. um that's definitely both the MLMs I were in I was in were like that right. um I so, also yeah, found interesting. it really interesting too like even when we were we were in it together it was really weird too because working together because neither of us benefited from working with each other like there's (laughs) no no benefit for me talking with you and like collaborating with you on stuff like business wise right um, other than like stealing each other's ideas which I mean is such a cool thing in MLMs yes and I think the other thing is you aren't supposed to you aren't supposed to complain to your downline. You aren't supposed right. to complain, like, but they, so 
you're making all these you're making all these friends right if we're coming from the from the the friend aspect of this the community aspect which is the entire reason I was in MLM so that's a lot of my experience is is the community um oftentimes that's what kept me there though right so like yes we weren't benefiting in that way but I think what they saw was the deeper you you grow your roots the wider you grow your roots you you connect with people over here you connect with people over there above you below you like you have someone to go to when things get tough because you can't talk to your downline about it and half the time your upline doesn't have time for you um so if you have someone who like yes we're not supposed to like talk bad about the MLM but like someone who you're not going to talk them out of you're not going to talk your downline accidentally out of leaving by bitching about having a good a bad day right. um you can talk to your sideline about that and by having that community and kind of growing your roots even deeper into the MLM for me anyways my uplines knew that I was there for community so that's what they weaponized against me and so they had me go out and create these connections with people and it kept me in longer yep I agree and I think it's interesting too because I was just thinking about how like you know, we often compare these things to like regular nine to five jobs, right? And when you leave a regular nine to five job, like when you have like your work best friend or your work wife or your work husband or whoever, you like kind of grow this little community at your regular nine to five job and it becomes harder to leave those two. And like, think about like anyone who's had like their work best friend leave. It's like, oh my god like how is work ever going to be tolerable again like this is gonna suck yeah. you know and like you feel really guilty when yes. you on the other end leave like it's really hard and like you know yeah it, it really tests your friendships because there's friendships by proxy of like I see you every day like, yes. this is great. You really get to feed the friendship. Everything's awesome. And I'm not saying that those friendships can't grow outside of um, that environment. But like, no, but when, you, when your friendship work. is built into something you do every day, it's different. Right. It is yes. different. It is different. And then once that doesn't happen anymore, the friendship never really feels quite the same again. It's always changing and different. And yeah. it, it's just interesting how that all works. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was in Plexus for a couple of years. Um, I had stopped taking the products. That was, you know, I'll t- kind of come back and, and touch base on that. I think we did talk about that in the last episode. Um, I just really wasn't feeling it. I hadn't been working my business. I had been really inconsistent with the products. Um, and all of a sudden, my um, so upline number two, who I actually ended up getting closer with than my direct upline, um, she decided that she was leaving and she messaged me and was like, you know, I'm just, I'm just messaging to let you know. Um, I remember exactly where I was. I was uh, pulling into our friend's driveway. He was going to inspect my vehicle and I I was on the phone with her and I, I just, I remember where I was. It felt like simultaneously my whole world was crashing down, but also there was this new possibility and um, she didn't, when she called me, the way she worded it was not in a sense of like, hey, come with me. It was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is how I've been feeling. I don't know if that resonates for you. Um, but I've been really struggling. And I think there's more room to flourish over here. Oh, my God. That's literally the same phone call that we had. Like, you talked to me. And like, and I remember I was like, I don't wear makeup, Emma. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not doing this. And you were like, I'm no, not but for me, it was, you know, whether somebody, yeah, whether someone wore makeup or not, it was like, you were part of the root system that I grew. And like, it felt wrong to go somewhere else without you. Yeah. Because like, again, it was about community. Like, yeah, money's whatever. But like, it, you were part of my root system. Like, how do you just yeah. uproot that and, and go somewhere else without all the connections you made? Right. Um, and I never made connections in Lime Life like I did in, in Plexus. Like, it just was never the same. And I think it's because part of me, like in the back of my head, didn't fully trust it. Yeah. Um, because for me, like Plexus was supposed to be forever. Right. And right. so when it wasn't, there was like this little bit of like questioning in the back of my mind. So we all, um, we, we all, <laughs> most of her team uh, left and, and went to Lime Life. Um, which was a little messy. Uh, hey, I have a question. Do you know yeah. if she ended up getting a bridge contract? Contract. I am not aware of one. Um, I do know that she was writing the. She was writing the nutrition plan for the, um, the nutrition thing that they released months later. So like she couldn't talk about even after she left Plexus, she couldn't talk about Lime Life. We all got started in our businesses and we couldn't say who our upline was because she was still under contract with them to write the nutrition plan for whatever new thing they were launching. Um, I, I don't know if it ever came to fruition, but I know that she, she wrote it and she was afraid that if she spoke about Lime Life, she had left Plexus, but was still writing and under contract to write this nutrition plan for them. So she had to wait. I think we all switched over in like March and it wasn't till like May, April, May, June, sometime like later spring, early summer that she officially announced that she had left. Um, That's so interesting. I, I remember that. And I remember it being really scandalous. Like, and I, I don't because we had let, we were out of the, all the chats in the groups yeah. by then. So I, I'm curious to, to kind of hear your perspective oh. on that. If, if, if you can recall anything, like, I just, I don't, rem I don't know any of it because we were kicked out of all the groups. Yeah, it was really interesting. Like it was a lot of crumbling. Um, Like nobody would really talk about it, but mm -hmm. like there was just this air of like betrayal and like yep. backstabbiness and people were all of a sudden got really hush hush. A lot of group chats went silent um like interesting going off all of the time and then all of a sudden you start seeing all of these people getting removed from stuff and it's like yep. what is happening like this is so interesting so then like you know I'm sitting there being you know trying to <laughs> find Carmen San Diego over here I'm like where <laughs> where are they going what's where, happening world is Carmen San Diego <laughs> yeah um I think that's who we how we should refer to your upline from now on the Carmen yeah Carmen San Carmen Diego. San Diego. okay perfect let's do it um, she's Carmen. <laughs> so that's Carmen. Carmen San Diego is upline number two, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. because it's also hard for me not to say her name because I know she. I know. Is. <laughs> I know. It, it's so interesting because normally when I do these, it's like I don't know who people are talking about, but like I just did an episode with my uh downline Jenny. I don't know if you yeah. know yet. Um, but so Jenny actually went to convention with us too, which we'll get to later. Um, um which was so interesting. I don't want to give away uh, describing character. I met her, right? Yeah. Um, my color hair at the uh, time. Oh, I think that she probably did have your color okay, hair. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I I remember her. Well, I don't know. Um, 
I'll send you a picture after. Okay. Curly, <laughs> curly hair. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because there was somebody with blonde hair that has straight blonde hair. That's okay. in my upline. Um, but yeah. yeah. No, this, I, yes. I, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Anyways. So Carmen San Diego left. The group chats were going bananas, but like weird. Like, because you didn't really get any information. Nobody was talking about any particular MLM that people were going to, but it was just like a lot of like trying to keep it professional, but you could tell people's feelings were hurt and yep. it was weird and nothing was trickling down to like my low rungs of the levels <laughs> of my pyramid. And so, um, finally, isn't it like, funny though, that you probably ended up knowing before all of them, because I called you like yes. this low rung, like. They probably would like a little peon in their eyes. <laughs> yes, that you were the only reason that I had any idea what was going on. Yeah. Um, because when you like you were leaving and like you were kind of telling me like what was happening, so I had this idea of what was going on, and I kind of just kept watching to see like what was going to happen. I was like, "Ooh, this will be fun to just like sit yeah. back and watch." <laughs> um, because at that point, I remember that phone call that we had too. Where you were like, I don't know, it's just not working for me anymore. Da, 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 da. And we were both kind of like, yeah, but the products, because we were both so hooked on the products. I still thought I was going to take them and buy from other people. Yeah, you did. Actually, I think that you were like, I'm just going to keep a customer account or something like that. Yep. Um, Couldn't and- though. They shut my accounts down. They blocked me, closed me out. Couldn't create even a customer account. They blocked my email. Really? Mm-hmm. I got locked out of my back office. I couldn't even like demote or downgrade my account oh so as soon as you started promoting another company they were like you violated I hadn't even your started contract. yet <gasps> I hadn't promoted it yet but oh they knew. so I bet you um those two had honcho nurses yeah the nurse oh. sisters they went to corporate and had our accounts all terminated yep yep yeah that's- um a lot of people didn't get their last commission checks Ooh, you know, like this was so interesting. I bet you if this was happening, if you like were coming out and you were like in the anti-MLM space, like this would have been just as big as when that high-level Monet rep got terminated and everyone was going banana pants over that. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like yeah. this is like the same situation that was happening at that point. Like lots yeah. of like, just like terminations and like backstabbing ish yes. type stuff or like it feels like backstabbing the the way the culture is it makes right. it feel like backstabbing doing things for yourself is not backstabbing <laughs> exactly <laughs> but when you like when your whole life is this company and you make uh, like you're saying all these roots and then all of a sudden something's like you get this whole root system that's infected by yep. lime life <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're nervous that the whole tree is gonna crumble and yeah. you know what honestly that's pretty much what happened yeah it's did you oh sorry this is adhd yeah. land um you know <laughs> that um one of the people that we met in vegas um i don't know how to talk about her without identifying her um but anyway she slid into my dms not that long ago um and was trying to get me to go to q sciences wait i want to know who (laughs) oh my gosh yeah you you do you do so now you know who i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) um 
And it's just so interesting to see like these people that like you used to look up to and then they slide into your DMs again and they try to get you back. And it's so, I was so mad. Like I was definitely re-trauma triggered by her sliding in because she was somebody that I looked up to when I was in Plexus. And then she's like trying to recruit me to Q Sciences. And I was like, I, 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 I just how recent right how recent was this? Oh my like, goodness. Since you started the podcast. Uh it was in October. Oh, okay. So yeah, like recent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you were definitely already in your deconstruction. Yes. Okay. Uh and like right away, like she reached out to me. She didn't even pitch. And I was just like, actually, I have a podcast about MLMs and how they're terrible. And if you want <laughs> uh to learn more about that feel free to reach out hope you're well and she get she starts off her next message with haha yeah no thanks and then like she goes on to like tell me how great mlms are like babe i was in it with you i know i know everything oh my you're gonna god say. i could write this pitch for you honey <laughs> <laughs> like i know exactly what's going on like the funniest one thing that I think is really funny not the funniest thing but one of the things that I think is really funny is that now that um like we as like anti-MLM people would probably be so good at an MLM because now we understand it so much more dude I like now that I understand the manipulation that I was unknowingly doing oh lethal I could be lethal I could yeah. I could skyrocket to the top of any MLM <laughs> yeah for sure I'm more struggling like, at the bottom baby I'm going straight for the top manipulation city <laughs> yeah no like and understanding exactly what we're doing and yes. how much like which and, like makes you wonder how how much they know because there's only right. so so much benefit of the doubt that you can give right um at some point you have to realize what's going on and like yeah oh yeah <laughs> right like I I just I can't believe it and like I remember when I was doing Plexus and like I was going to school I remember like thinking about like you know I need to be really careful because like I understand like manip like I literally remember thinking this to myself I understand manipulation and I understand like all these things and I was very like I don't want to manipulate people into doing this (laughs) like and like Cause my upline would be like, Oh, like do this. And I was like, Oh, that feels really manipulative. Like I want somebody to do this cause they want to do it. And da, 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 da. Yep. Um, so like that was probably one of the things that shot me in the foot because I had so much drive and so like success wise within an MLM, um, but probably to my benefit of being a good person. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You know? It's weird to like talk about like this stuff now, knowing that like, the stuff was like really gross and bad but like also it's seen as good within the culture so right it's so weird and I I could imagine your upline maybe even having like a like oh she's gonna be a therapist like she's gonna be around a lot of vulnerable people like she could probably like weasel her way in there because there was like doctor's offices and like other like very trusted sacred spaces that they had infiltrated and so like what's better to infiltrate than the mind of someone vulnerable 
Yeah. You know, it was actually really interesting because at one point, um, it was before I was a therapist. Yeah. I was like a bachelor's level, like support worker type of situation. And I was seeing kids, um, and like, I never, ever, ever pitched to my clients or their families Mm -mm. or anything like that. Just disclaimer, but I had my, my pink drink in my plexus cup and I was drinking it when I like dropped off a kiddo and, um, the mom comes out and she's like, oh my God, did you get this from my upline? And, and she's like, oh my God, I'm on her team too. And I was like, oh, what? (laughs) World's colliding. Yeah. And so like anyone that knows, like I had to like then go and block her through all of these groups. And I had to Mm. tell her like, I can't like associate with you. Like that's such a dual relationship. And it felt really sad to be like, oh, I like can't even like connect with this person that's on my team. Um, Shut it down. And also it affected like our group stuff because we did a lot of like in-person local things like we would meet Mm -hmm. every Thursday and all this stuff so like that person could never be invited to our stuff because I was running everything oh wow so like it is really interesting and I am like proud of myself for at least having some like real ethical boundaries and yeah um recognizing these things and not falling into the like crap of it all because they don't like you know plexus people like you know they don't care or know or understand like the ethics of being a therapist or being in the no. mental health field um no. or like HIPAA violations yeah so like it was just so weird and also like at the same time too having to be able like knowing like if I did accidentally see like if she got invited to something whatever I would have to pretend I didn't know who she was wild what a unique position to be in that is crazy right I mean luckily she never came to anything so I I wasn't actually put in that situation thank goodness but like stressful to even contemplate that situation it's really stressful because I my upline was very much ingrained in our community and gotcha um This is not where I thought I was going to go today. No, it's fine. Um, But like unlocking new parts of my story, um, (laughs) which is what happens every time I talk to you. But anyway, so my upline was really ingrained in our community. So like she was really recruiting a lot through our community. And both of my uplines were like very ingrained in the community. Yes. And then I'm working in that community that they're ingrained in. And they Whoa. don't have these like ethical dilemmas tying them back from their real jobs and their recruitment stuff. Gotcha. So okay. Then I'm coming yeah. in and all of a sudden, like I like start touching on these people and I'm like, oh my God, like this is feeling really yucky. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, eventually I was able to like switch catchment areas and like switch to a different part of the catchment area that they weren't as um ingrained in yeah like it like even just changing towns of like the town like I was able to like go to the next town over and it was like not like didn't have the problem at all so that was good um and I did like I really tried to make a lot of like distance between that because it was like very anxiety provoking for me to be like I could run into a client's family whoa yeah yeah 
that is that is super stressful <laughs> stressful anyways i don't even know how we got here <laughs> oh it's it's just it's so wild to like just go back and recall all the little like warning signs that we had all the little like where that voice was still there um and like good on you for sticking to the ethics of your job <laughs> and um you know and staying true to that um yeah I don't know where we where we had left off um I know well yeah, we limelight. Were... oh the transition to limelight yeah, yeah, yeah. um so I was there for a couple of years um I was a, a makeup artist in the salon already so it was a natural fit um I went to their convention um and that was the the start of the downfall it was awful it was clicky it was mean girly it was like like nothing like the plexus like if you thought that was bad <laughs> the lime life convention was awful mm-hmm. i at least i came back from the plexus convention having met you in person I felt more I felt like my roots had gone deeper mm-hmm. after the plexus convention um I felt like my whole damn tree was chopped down after the lime life convention um wow. a lot of people left after um sideline people that I had really deeply connected with um so what do you think was the reason that so many people like ended up leaving after the convention because the convention is supposed to reel you in and like get you deeper and Mm. deeper so how how did that backfire in your in my personal I can't speak for everyone else but in my personal experience I I had already done this before so I was looking for something different I was looking for them to actually teach me something I spent all this money to go travel to Denver Colorado um stay in this nice Airbnb like I just it was I spent all this money I had gone to this convention and I was I was craving I was asking I was begging them to give me a reason to stay I wanted them to teach me something new I, I needed I was having the same problems that I had in in Plexus I was I was not growing I was doing all the things they told me to and there was nothing coming from it and I was waiting for that new piece of information like it was just the same regurgitated bullshit that I was that I had heard in Plexus and I was like okay this doesn't really feel the same but like the people you know I was there you know the people my my friends and then I saw who my friends were um and all the sideline people that I really cared about left um granted they company hopped again um these are people I had met in Lime Life they were not Plexus people um and a handful of them left and so there was a mass exodus so I got to be on the inside watching what it was probably like when I left Plexus it was a handful of people that left um I just was feeling really down on myself I was feeling like I was a failure like who goes through two companies and doesn't make it to the top of one of them like you know what I mean because they 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 make it seem like there's room for everybody at the top so like why is there not a spot for me what am I doing wrong? How am I failing? I'm showing up every day. I'm putting 30 plus hours a week into this on top of my full-time job. Right. Like I am running myself ragged. I am, I'm exhausted. I'm burning out. And 
I don't know how to resolve the issue. And so I would bring it to, to um, my upline um, and her upline. Um, so upline number one actually ended up joining under me in, in Lime Life. Oh. So my upline from high school, okay. uh, she actually ended up joining under me temporarily. She, she didn't last very long. Her mom also joined under me, under her, um, and she stayed for a while. Um, lovely woman. Uh, so what did we say? Oh, Carmen, Carmen San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, when I went to, to Carmen San Diego and uh, her upline, this woman was very, if you guys aren't familiar with the color personalities, I'm about to, <laughs> she was very red. Um, she's very like money was red. Yeah, exactly. Um, she was very like matter of fact, this is what you do. And, you know, she had found her success. That's why Carmen San Diego left Plexus was because she saw this upline, this, this woman posting about how much she made. She was posting screenshots of her paycheck before that was against, you know, FTC or whatever, before it was against compliance. Um, or it probably was, but that's when they cracked down on it in Lime Life yeah. anyway. Um, so our whole team came over because this woman was posting screenshots of her check and she just was very like, not about compassion or community. Like she would, she would say it herself. I'm here because of the money. Um, and so that really her, makes like, me think that she probably had a bridge contract. I, I know. I wonder, I, I never asked. She was always very open with us and never mentioned it. Um, well, you're not allowed to. You yeah, usually but... have to sign an NDA. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe. So yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but do you, is she still in Carmen San Diego? So I, she doesn't post on her social media a lot anymore. I actually, for some reason, randomly was like, oh, I'll go look at her page like a week or two ago. Um, she posted like one thing about Lime Life, like back in December. Um, she had, hasn't posted, she's posted like one thing about her kids since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she's like technically still like in the company, like just buying herself product. She certainly is not advertising it. And that's, or if she's just done in general. And that's something that we see a lot in some of these top leaders um, is that all of a sudden they go quiet. They go quiet, yep. Publicly, but it's because they are working overtime advertising to their people in their groups. They don't yes. need to advertise publicly anymore. We're the ones no. recruiting everyone for them. Yep. So they just need to take care of everyone in the groups. And in fact, that's almost easier for them. Yes. Um. Yeah. And then they just need to like be very selective and they can just cold message a couple of people and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm at the top of the pyramid. Do you want to join? You know, so that they can yes. like, they don't have to do all of the Yeah. And grow their legs wider, all that stuff. Correct. Yes. So yeah, it was just, you know, I would reach out for help. Um, And I just, sorry, I just want to go back to that for one second, because I think that that's something that a lot of people in the anti-MLM space might not even recognize because in anti-MLM world where people are making contents about top creators, these are top creators that are doing the exact opposite. Like they're doing what they're telling their downlines to do. And that's why they're able to make all this content about them. And that's why I think some of these top leaders don't do that 
in some of these organizations like in plexus like our very upline tippity top did not does not post anymore does like very very rarely will right. post something and that that way people can't make content about them right yes so that's something yep. to kind of look for when you're seeing these people like when you know the person that owns the lamborghini or whatever fancy mm -hmm. car they advertise and all of a sudden they're like barely posting anymore and they only post like very you know commercialized stuff yeah and very rarely will post about their company like they're doing scammy stuff on the background and they probably know that the anti-mlm community will see them and snatch them right up yeah yeah no absolutely um so when i would go yeah well and that's the thing is like there was always this sort of Carmen San Diego had also kind of like stepped back and like she wasn't showing up in her business so like a lot of us weren't showing up in our businesses and like she was still you know she was getting making her way to the top of that compensation plan um but she was still small within that company Mm -hmm. um, she was fairly well known and ingrained in the Plexus community. I think that was actually really hard for her when she when she left um, because she didn't have this notoriety that she had previously, except for the fact that she was the girl that like <laughs> limelight, like I swear the amount of people that followed her over, like it, it was just this massive whip. Limelight had never had a, a team this big all move at once. Yeah. So that was what we were known for was we were, you know, it was this whole thing. So I was feeling really down. I was asking for help. She wasn't really showing up in her business. So like I would start asking the person above her for help. Um, now this person was a red personality. She was driven. She was, you know, it was about the money. She was bold. She, you know, kind of just would step forward fearlessly. She's very like, I don't, I guess I did, I, it's been so long since I've read them. I can't remember the exact breakdowns of all the color personalities, but like, I'm a blue yellow, like I'm very community and loving and embracing. And um, she knew that about me. And she, anytime I try to leave, she, not only would she, talk me into staying and you know sort of breathe life back into me and my business um I didn't realize it at the time but the very last time it happened uh I every single time was offered to do a live training in the big group I'm talking head honcho top of the company um mermaid hair lady she um Actually, the Mermaid Collective was the name of our group. <laughs> the Mermaid something. I can't remember. Mermaid Collective. When I joined, she had like, anyway, mermaid hair. Um, so anyways, I got, I did tons of trainings in this group that this woman and my upline, so upline number two, um, and then she's technically upline number four. So we were actually pretty close to the top, closer than I was in Plexus to the top, um, or at least closer with the people at the top. Yeah. And they would just like breathe life back into my, my business by saying like, but why would you don't give up? Like, look how far you've come and look at how many people you could inspire. If you got on here and talked about like your trials, we want you to be open about that. We want you to talk about it. 
we don't encourage you to shy away from talking about your hard times here. We know that there's hard seasons. We want you to talk about them and how you got through them. Be the voice for other people. And so like, it actually became this whole thing about like, I was never somebody who could solidify a why if you've been in an MLM, you're supposed to, your why is supposed to make you cry. And I never found anything that like, I didn't have children. I didn't have like, I didn't have like all these major bills. Like I wasn't in debt. I wasn't, I just was like living my life. I was in my early twenties and I just wanted extra money probably to go drinking on the weekend. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so like I never had this big grand why. And so like within Lime Life, I coined the term, um, an on the fly why, which is like, mm -hmm. uh, and it sort of became a thing like within that, leg of limelight for all the people who never had like a solid reason to keep them going like we're in our 20s we're young things change our interests change like our why might change all the time that doesn't mean that we can't be passionate and driven in our business and so I coined the term like on the fly why and like that why could change week to week and that's what you stay anchored in you don't always have to have this same like grandiose, you know, why um, your why can just be that you love being here and that there's like one week it might be I want to go do this and one week it might be oh cool there's this concert I want to go to oh like it doesn't have to be this big emotional thing it can just be so I, I did trainings on this I did whole trainings on like you know you don't have to have this big why you can just kind of fly by the seat of your pants like um I did trainings on lots of things I did trainings on how I almost quit and how I didn't give up and I'd get on these team calls and I would ball my eyes out I'd get on a live on in these these groups and I would ball my eyes out um I'm actually still in some of those groups too and I I have access to those videos I have gone back and watched them before just as part of like my deconstruction process but um Wow. Wait, hold on. Let's, let's sit in that for a second. Yeah. They would have you go on there and like, like, it's so interesting because it is a little bit different from the typical, like rags to riches sob story that they would typically Mm -hmm. have people tell. Like they would have you go on there and essentially like display your cognitive dissonance and then why it was wrong and how you stayed Mm in. Yeah. So interesting. And it worked. I stayed for a whole maybe almost a year after that I went in 2000 I want to say 18 so I stayed for more than a year because I didn't leave until 2020 um I I started the last six months of them really kind of grasping at straws to get me to stay so I stayed for about a year after that um it was six months before I finally discontinued my account but but I was done um but yeah, I'd get on these lives and I'd talk about, I'd be open and honest and raw about like how hard it was to continue. And I was trying to appeal to, well, I was just told to tell my story. Mm-hmm. Now I realized what they wanted me to do was appeal to all the other people who felt that way because they knew how yep. many other people were this close to quitting. And so if you see this person that these uplines, like they lifted me up and put me on a damn pedestal and I didn't technically like this is gonna say I didn't deserve it I didn't deserve it by MLM standards Mm. I wasn't at the top I wasn't like I didn't have a big following but they knew that that was more relatable so they used me as this person like at 
I was one of the people at at um at convention that people were coming up to and taking pictures with and telling okay. me that I was the reason that they joined. Okay, but we need to add in a little bit here too is that Emma is very talented at makeup. <laughs> like extra like okay, so you know like at Halloween time when like everyone does those like really cool elaborate full out faces that like you're like a mermaid caught in a net or you have like a knife sticking out of your head. Like Emma knows how to do that and she knows how to do it good in like it's extremely impressive. So Thank not you. only did you recruit people by and like get people to stay in by saying like hey like I'm here yeah. still blah, blah 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 but also you have really impressive makeup artist skills and I'm Thank assuming you. that has to do with you being in the field that you're in um yeah. that not everyone has so everyone's looking at you going oh my god Emma Emma's here like well, Emma can I was the team so cool. makeup artist so yeah. I did all of our power hours, all of our, so like I did, this is like on a smaller scale. This is on like Carmen San Diego's team. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was the one who did um, team trainings on like makeup techniques. So I was sharing all these makeup techniques with the other beauty guides so that they had the tools to go out and teach other people. Um, I was also the person who did all of the tutorials in the recruitment the events, the team events. Yeah. So like we would all, it would be like an hour long thing. They'd come in, you'd invite all your friends, online parties. We all know how they work. Um, and I was the person that went live as a makeup artist. So there's that validity behind yep. my, my word. Um, my professionalism was basically weaponized. Yep. Um, and so there's a lot of people who joined because they saw my videos in the team event so they they would be invited by a friend um who was also a you know a fellow beauty guide would invite their friends their friends would see me as a professional makeup artist talking about all the possibilities here um I even have people who ended up going to school and got because you can't do lots of states you can't do makeup on people without a license mm -hmm. um so being a beauty guide you can't just go do makeup on people but like they saw my passion for it, my passion for the products, they joined Lime Life and then they ended up going to school to get their either estheticians or cosmetology license so Which that is they probably could... the best thing that ever happened to them if they're that interested in it. Yes. Um, and they've gone on to be like incredible makeup artists. And so like, you know, these people would come up to me at convention, you know, my looks were always being shared. Um, I made very, you know, not to toot my own heart, but I made very impressive graphics like before and afters and was really educating people on a mass scale on the product and why I as a professional thought it was the bee's knees. And I actually still do, um, but not LimeLife. LimeLife um, partners with another company that is very well known in the makeup world. So they've taken the formula from RCMA, which is the research council for makeup artists and reformulated their product. They work with them. Um, Limelife, I guess I should backtrack a little bit for those who don't know about Limelife. They start, Limelife by Alcone used to just be a brick and mortar store in New York for makeup artists. Their makeup was used on the set of Star Wars. Um, they, they were basically like Ulta, but only for people with a professional license. Mm -hmm. So they would sell, they had their own line, but then they also, like Ulta has their own brand, but they also sell Tarte. They also sell Urban Decay. It was the same exact thing. So they would sell this product from RCMA to makeup artists. 
they decided they wanted to go the MLM route and they say it was because they wanted their makeup artists to be able to retail product. Mm -hmm. That's how they say it used to be Alcone at home. It wasn't even an MLM um, or it was, but not on that scale. And then they rebranded to Lime Life by Alcone. So um, it, it is a professional product. Um, it's That's not all just smoke and mirrors. Um, it is a professional product, but it's been... I'm really disappointed that RCMA partnered with them actually as, as a professional, um, because to me, as much as their product is amazing and I still have plenty of makeup artist friends who use to buy directly from RCMA, um, it sort of cheapens it a little bit. Well, that's what I wonder too. And I also wonder if you noticed any, like in your opinion, if you noticed anything like the product change over time. So they reformulated, um, they say it was to take out all the parabens and whatever, but like reality is they couldn't sell it as is. They couldn't market it as their own. If it was the exact same formula as RCMA, same as our setting, the setting spray was, um, from Scandinavia with the brand called Scandinavia. It's the same company that makes urban decay. And so like, that was a big thing that we would say is like, Oh, it's the same, same setting spray as the all nighter from urban decay. Like it's made by the same company. <laughs> um it's not the same formula um yeah it's just it's disappointing now to look back um and I have I have friends who again like they still just order directly from RCMA and right. um, honestly I think anybody can go do that you get a discount as a professional but you don't need a license to go buy from the RCMA website. You don't have to buy from Lime Life. You can just literally just go get the exact same product. I actually think the original formula works better. Um, you could just buy it right from the RCMA website. So um, yeah, it was just kind of interesting to watch that all unfold. And like I said, like I was at convention, like looking for that thing that was going to, to keep me there. Um, and part of it was like, I was being put on this pedestal and every time I wanted to leave, I was reminded of how amazing I am. And they wouldn't be able to do this without me. Like, look at the amount of people that I've brought in. I'm like, that I've brought in for other people. I'm not seeing, you know, like I'm not seeing the growth, you know? Um, yes. I mean, my team was growing. I, I was growing, but it wasn't like anything sustainable. Um, and I was putting all, I mean, countless hours. This is nothing I ever experienced in Plexus. Um, because I was putting countless hours in for other people and I wasn't reaping the benefits because I was so busy doing the trainings that I actually didn't have time to work my business. <laughs> so right. I was basically just this martyr for like, here, like, let's use Emma in every way that we can milk her, like, drag. it was just, I was, the life was being sucked out of me. It was awful. Um, but then they would remind me how amazing I was and how far I've come and look what you've created. Look at how you've changed so many lives and like, get on there and talk about that. Like tell them how, how close you were to quitting. And I did, I got on a live and I cried and I, I still remember like the feeling of like sharing with these people that I love and care about and people are on there. Like I'm feeling the same way. Like, I can't believe I almost left. Like, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. Like you're the reason I stayed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually don't know the exact moment at which I realized what well, I, I do. I, I talk about it in, in, in the other episode, the QAnon episode. Um, 
because that was a very big part of my leaving. Right. Um, and a very brief recap for those who <laughs> you can go, there's a whole yeah. multi episode on this. Um, but my, my upline got sucked into QAnon, which is a, I don't even want to get into political stuff, but it's a really dangerous movement. Um, and I realized that I was already doubting everything. Um, and then to realize this upline who I trusted with everything, my business, my secrets, my, my world, <laughs> you know, like she got roped into this really confusing thing that didn't have any, there was no validity behind what she and they were saying. Like, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there like, I'm already feeling like a failure in this MLM. Maybe it, maybe it's not all on me. <laughs> right. um, and then as algorithms and or the universe does, uh, some anti-MLM content popped up on my YouTube. Never had searched for it, never had looked for it. Um, I didn't watch it at first. Um, I had re-watched the, um, oh, Scientology documentary, docu-series. Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of happening to me. <laughs> I had already seen it before. I was re-watching it. You had your Roberta Blevins moment. (laughs) Yes, I had my Roberta Blevins moment. Um, And then it all just started trickling in. The universe just sort of sent, started sending one thing after another to me. Um, And, you know, here I was again in this vulnerable state. And I had just, I decided I was done. Um, I, I couldn't do it anymore. And from there, um, you know, that's when we had the conversation that we had shortly after. Um, and I ended up joining a blessing circle after. <laughs> and you want to know the best part? Yeah. As I was in, you know, I had left Lime Life. I had left Plexus. I left Lime Life. I almost got roped into QAnon. Then I joined this blessing circle. I also was in, I paid like $600 for some person some business life coach to teach me how to be a life coach <laughs> oh my god so like every possible like culty avenue that I could go down and nothing against life coaches there are some very you know whatever <laughs> that's for you but like I was in no position to be teaching anyone anything about their life like <laughs> I understand there's some very niche things like I'm looking into someone to talk to regularly about my fertility struggles someone who's been through that and can share their experience with me but like just a generalized life coach like who did I think I was like I had just quote unquote failed massively at these two big business ventures I almost got roped into another cult I was in another whatever it was just one thing at but I was just searching trying to latch on to any sense of community that I could um and that's when I I realized and almost in a spiritual sense too um I needed a solo journey I was terrified of going about life on my own um and I say that not not in like a relationship way I've been in a very loving and healthy relationship through all of this you know (laughs) 
<laughs> I need to pick his brain sometime about what that looks like but what that looked like for him watching me go through that we we joke about it now but um I'm surprised we're still together after all that anyway uh <laughs> um kind of want to circle back for a second uh about the QAnon stuff um and about what we're seeing now in the mm-hmm. MLM space um I don't know a ton about this I haven't I'm not as all all of you know I'm not an investigative person uh if I see something I'll talk about it but I'm not gonna dive all the way yeah. in. I don't have the time for that um so very interesting and I hope that more people like look into this and cover it more and just bring more light to it but so one of the things that I have found out recently which I have mentioned I believe um is that Moms for Liberty which is essentially a QAnon offshoot um yeah. group um that has some very dangerous beliefs is being run through MLM Facebook pages um in some ways uh allegedly allegedly (laughs) so like you know it's really interesting how these like culty like really culty dangerous groups are starting in mlm spaces and it's really scary because not only are we in a cult by being in an mlm but then like they are using that brainwash that manipulation that base line that the MLM already set up for you to like further dump you down the rabbit hole into these culty groups and I think that it could be like anything like I'm these could easily turn into like terrorist groups I feel like like Mm -hmm. it's really scary well it's an interesting conversation when I saw everyone talking about you know Facebook limiting people's ability a freedom of speech and what's acceptable online and what's not like I understand that people felt um like their rights were maybe being taken away from that you couldn't say anything online anymore um but those people don't realize how quickly a normal everyday person can see this dangerous rhetoric that I mean of course people saying it don't think it's dangerous they think right. it's the truth and that they're helping people doing the lord's work by <laughs> by sharing it um so to them that's their truth and I I understand that I don't necessarily respect it but I understand it um because I felt a sense of responsibility too when I first got sucked into QAnon to like share it with everyone and like warn them same as people in in, a, in an MLM might feel obligated to to tell and share to spread the gospel right like you're you're this has changed my life I want it to change yours so it all sort of it all sort of relates back to one another but it's when people get upset that there's more um fact checkers and whatnot online um I understand that people feel like a narrative's being controlled and I'm not saying that <laughs> that that doesn't happen in media it certainly does But until you've seen firsthand the swift impact that these high control groups have over a mass amount of people, you can't even comprehend. And again, just go back and I'm not going to recap everything about QAnon. Go back and listen to the episode. But like it is highly manipulative and extremely dangerous Um, And I went from having friends who were normal everyday 
MLMers, <laughs> uh, normal everyday people who within a matter of months, I watched them say in group chats that they wish they could have bought flights to be at the insurrection at the Capitol so that they could have been on the right side of history. Which is that is why I have chills. <laughs> social media has put their foot down on information. I know it it part of it feels wrong to me too. You know, yeah. freedom of speech. That's <laughs> we're here in America. But like it's a terrorist act to attack our own capital. Yeah. So are we protecting freedom of speech? Or are we protecting the sanctity of our nation? Like, there's plenty of things about the United States that I don't agree with. I do not think we live in the best, you know, <laughs> the best country in the world. I'm not, you know, number one America supporter all the time. I'm not. But at the same time, when you see these groups that think that they are, they think that that's their, you know, they're trying to make it great again, whatever. Um, it's It can be really really dangerous um and so again i i just heard about this group that you were talking about um briefly before before the before we started here um and I'll, i'm definitely gonna look into it a little bit more uh because if it has similar roots <laughs> um it could be a very dangerous thing and they've already done some pretty dangerous stuff in the state of Florida and they are trying to spread to other states as well. And they have been successful in spreading to other states, which is really, really concerning and scary. Um, And when you trust someone wholeheartedly, like your upline and you're there for community and the community starts shifting its narrative, you, you go with them at first you right. know luckily I still had enough of my internal guidance system left to be like uh no no we do not believe that Ellen DeGeneres is eating babies to <laughs> harvest chemicals like <laughs> but like oh there's a part of you that it takes a few minutes to be like wait what, the- what? um and so if this is happening specifically in MLM groups you know ours was a group comprised of mostly MLM people it was like a we called it like conspiracy and chill or something like that it was it was supposed to be an open platform to talk about like aliens aliens area 51 the Montauk project um did Avril Lavigne die and she had a body double for the last 20 years like it's like like the stuff right like I call it conspiracy light now because like you can't even say conspiracy theory anymore without it like associating with QAnon yeah um but like it was just open mindedness to possibilities, and now it's <laughs> you're like all the way down the rabbit hole. Um, so, like I said, I mean, I I watched really incredible humans um, fall very quickly because of what was being said online. Um, so I don't, as much as I want people to be able to, you know, freedom of speech, say what you want. Uh, it's also very dangerous and we're heading in a really dangerous direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, we're like kind of getting towards the end of our time for today. So there's definitely going to be another part to this. Yeah. (laughs) The info dumping that we have planned did not happen. Um, I think this was really important because 
although you recapped like part of the story that people might already know, we also talked about some stuff that we've never talked about before. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so is there any final thoughts for today before we wrap up? Yeah, I think there's a few things I want to briefly touch on that maybe we can go into more um, in the future. But just to sort of round out, you know, like, I went a little bit in depth as far as like my journey in MLM, but it very much transitions to my journey outside of MLM, which again, we'll talk about. And I think, I think, I, like you said, a whole second episode, because so much of my deconstruction has been unearthing these tactics and you know a lot of people they'll go through and every time an MLM memory pops up they'll delete it I purposely leave them because I like to dissect what happened in those posts um I have recently started sharing some of them just to be like hey sorry I manipulated you guys (laughs) like I recognize it now sorry about that um or and or I screenshot it and I send it to you um but I think that there's a whole you know there's a whole journey of just unpacking all of this and being able to talk about it in, in depth is, and, and lean into someone else's recollection of the same event is helpful as well. Um, but that's been a huge thing for me. The, the biggest blessing I gave myself was the permission to not always be on. Right. And I think that's what this next episode is really going to be about is yes. about how like, and there's definitely going to be some info dumping. We want to share like all of the things that I know specifically more so that Emma has found out, but also things that I've learned along the way that maybe I haven't shared, or maybe I feel important to share again. Um, but we, I really want to contrast the way I've processed my being an MLM online and Emma has really taken the time to process offline and kind of show those two roads and make sure that you all know, like, there's no right way to do this. There are so many different ways that you can process what you've gone through and what your healing journey can look like. And as long as your eyes are on the prize of being healthy, um, mentally and physically and communitively, um, you know, you're heading in the right direction. And I'm really excited to share that with you guys before I wrap up this podcast, because that's what it's all about. Like this podcast was about how do, how do people heal and how do people's mental health, like get affected by these journeys and what do we do after? So, um, I'm just so thankful for everyone for listening. And, um, although, we're almost done with this podcast. Uh, this is not the last episode uh, today. So I look forward to chatting with you guys again in the upcoming weeks about all of this stuff. And I hope that you enjoyed this. Um, thanks so much, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>